Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you like talent, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the episode of the Talent Factor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my boy, my brother, my co-host, Keith Sanchez. Keith, what's going on, baby? Mic check, mic check. My mic is hot, so it's time to talk some football, DP. Man, I woke up this morning, right? And uh-huh. I, I looked at my calendar. It said August 11th. It was Thursday. Um, and I, I scrolled down, looked down a couple weeks, and I realized we are exactly three weeks away from kickoff on September 1st. So it's time to rock and roll. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, And then the second thing, right? I knew that we were talking what? We was talking SEC football. So that might be why I'm having a good day today. Um, you know, I'm an SEC guy. I love the SEC. So let's go through this, man. Let's let's break down CBS. They put out their predictions um, for the SEC winners, um, SEC rankings, the SEC West versus the SEC East. So, man, let's do this. Let's start with the SEC East. Um, and, and, and go through and, and talk about how they have them ranked and we'll give our own predictions of how we feel that they will come out um, per per division in the SEC. I mean, let's, let, let's, let's do that. It sounds like a great idea. But before we start, let's give a shout out to our partners over at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online with a game start. You know, I love that segue into what we're going to talk about, Keith, uh, every week. So you talk about CBS's rankings for the SEC East, Keith, and they got it listed. You got to rank one, run through seven, and I'll go ahead and run through the, the, from the top to the bottom. And number one, there's no, there's no surprise, Georgia, right? Georgia came at, at, at number one. You had Kentucky at number two. Number three was Tennessee. Number four was Florida. Number five, South Carolina. South Carolina. Number six was Missouri. And number seven was Vanderbilt. Keith, what was the first thing when you looked at this list? Because you actually sent it to me. What was the first thing that kind of stood out to you? Kentucky at two. Um, I thought that was rather interesting. And so I'm going I'm to go Kentucky at two, right, with Will Levis. Tennessee at three with, um, I believe their quarterback is Hendon Hooker, right? And yep. then you have Florida at four with Anthony Richardson. I think this is simply this, right? We're looking at this, this is simply the, the CBS voters saying, which quarterback do we think can carry their football team the most? This, this has to be what it is, right? Um, because looking at Florida's roster, we've, we we went through the evaluations, the team evaluations. Um, Florida has the more talented team, Um you know, if you compare them to Kentucky and Tennessee. So this has to be, they think that Will Levis um, is going to take, you know, 
just gigantic leaps forward as far as being one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. He's going to be able to put the Kentucky football team on his back and then carry them to the number two seed. Uh, so I, I thought that was rather interesting. And that was the only way I can kind of decipher through it. Then I'll, I'll go and make another point, right? Like even with Spencer Rattler at South Carolina, I thought that was very interesting because we know that South Carolina has some pieces, right? They got transfers, um, Austin Stogner in there. They have, um, you know, Jaheen Bell at tight. In. They usually have a you know a good a good bevy of running backs. So seeing them at number five was also another interesting. Missouri at six we expected in in, in Vanderbilt. Um, on here they have a vote. I, it had to, that's alumni, right? That's the only people that would vote for <laughs> Vanderbilt to win the SEC East. Has to be has to be alumni. So um, man, give give me a couple of your takeaways. Man, you know for me it was kind of similar to you, like Kentucky. It was Kentucky at two, and I, like you said, the Will Levis thing, and they they've done a great job just building, rebuilding that program, Keith, through the transfer portal. Um, you know, with Wandale Robinson, they got they had last year coming in. They have Tavion Robinson replacing him, grabbing uh, Tashawn Ward, the right guard from Auburn, and you know they're doing and they're bringing in some more speed at the receiver position for Will Levis. But Tennessee, in in front of Florida, is just. It was just kind of crazy to me, man. Like, you know, I, I can I understand the you, love for you, Will you Levis. Disagree or agree with it? Like, I, I, oh, I, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. One hundred percent. I'm just looking at it. And I'm just like, man. Like, like you talked about, Florida is such a talented team, man, and they got a lot of a lot of veteran leadership too, especially defensively. Got a lot of red shirt seniors, red shirt juniors, and some key spots in the secondary. Got our guy Gervon Gervon Dexter Senior uh, at the at the defensive tackle spot. Brenton Cox Jr. coming off, you know, coming off the edge at the Jack Ventrill. They got some guys on defense. Plus, they have Anthony Richardson, the redshirt sophomore, who has all the talent in the world. They got a good offensive line that is also like studded when it comes down to veteran leadership. You know, keep an eye on Justin Shorter, the redshirt soft, uh, redshirt senior transfer number four is going to yeah. be the X receiver. So it's like they have talent from top to bottom. Both sides of the ball. And, and it's not saying that Tennessee doesn't, but it's not to the same extent, right? I like Hendon Hooker. He is a 24, 25-year-old. He's an older grad, you know, graduate uh, player, Keith. But, you know, he's a, he's peaked, right? He's maxed out. And I do like his his star receiver, Cedric Tillman, um, you know, coming into this, this this draft as a redshirt senior. But, man, when I looked at, you know, the defense, I'm just like, man, you know, there's some solid pieces there. But just to see them above Florida, it's like, man, I, I couldn't do it personally. I, I couldn't put Florida in four. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I feel like Kentucky and Florida, like, have to battle for that number two spot. And honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to go to Georgia as well. And I know we've talked about it. I know that Georgia, they're the reigning, defense, they're the reigning national champions, right? But, but Keith, you lose Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, yep. uh, Jordan Davis, Devontae White, uh, Ke- uh, Darian Kendrick, Lewis Sign, right? You lose all of that, right? Then you lose Zeus in the backfield, James Cook in the backfield, right? So offensive you lose linemen. They've lost offensive, line, offensive linemen. And you still got Stetson Bennett as your quarterback. At the end of the day, <laughs> you still got Stetson Bennett as your quarterback. I'm going to be right? <laughs> Stetson Bennett is still, he's a 25-year-old senior. He's like 5'9 with 9-inch hands, man. Like, in 29-inch arms. I'm just not there, you know? So it's like, it, it's I get it, but it's like they're replacing a lot of defensive talent that 
we don't know how this is going to shake out, right? Because offensively, they didn't have to score a lot of points last year. I believe a team like a Kentucky and a team like Florida is going to be able to put some pressure, right? You know, I, I, I tweeted out yesterday, I don't feel pressure, I apply it. I think they're going to apply the pressure to, to, to Georgia's offense and tell Stetson Bentley, hey, you're going to have to score with us this season. You're not going to ride the coattails of that dominant D- elite defense, one of the best defenses that we've ever seen in college, in college history, truly. So I think that was kind of the takeaways. I had Tennessee over Florida, and then, you know, I know that Georgia got, Georgia got 172 of the votes to put them solely at the top of their division. And, it, and I just feel like close, it's right? that's what they right, say. It's not close at all. <laughs> it's not close at all, Keith. And I just feel like it, it, I feel like it's it's worth a discussion. I just that's the way I look at it, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm I'm gonna go as far as this. Um is ranked Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida. That's how they have it ranked. Um I think Florida's the number two team in the SEC East and I, I don't think it's close. Um we've we've watched the rosters. Um like I said, I, Will Levis is a good quarterback, but I'm I, we're saying he's going to put it on his back. Like he's going to have a Cam Newton-ish type year, right? And he's going to have right. to carry that entire Kentucky football team, man. And, and I'll go as far as to say this. I think Florida, when they have the annual Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville, Florida, I think that Florida is going to give Georgia issues. Anthony Richardson has all the tools to be that dude. He's going to be wearing number 15. He's going to be slinging a rock. You know, he's going to remind people of Tim Tebow. So, man, I'm I'm all in on an Anthony Richardson hype train. I'm, I'm in on the Florida coaching staff. I'm in on the players. They have a bevy of running backs. Um, And, and yeah, they're, they're going to flat out give them a, a challenge. What, what Florida has to do is win the rest of their games. And then this is the thing. With rivalries – if it's if it's close talent wise on the field, that's a toss up game, right? Just to be a little bit better than your rival does you nothing in rivalry games. You have to be substantially better because players show up, they show out. This is this is part of their you know like Super Bowl slash bragging rights. It matters to them, right? So you're you're not getting the same team for a rivalry game. You're getting a much elevated, motivated team. So I think Florida's definitely um, going to show up. So you look at me, and I have to predict the East, right? I am going to reluctantly say Georgia, and I hope that I don't regret it um, because I Georgia's lack of offensive firepower scares me. Uh, they lost George Pickens also with somebody we talked about. Um, Jermaine Burton won a national yep. championship. He said, y'all bring a Stetson Bennett back. Well, I'm going to play with Bryce Young. That's what he said. That was exactly his statement, right? He said, okay, cool. Stetson Bennett is my quarterback. Watch this. Um, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. So, man, you're going to have new wide receivers. Um, and is I don't know how it gets gets much easier than what it was for Stetson Bennett last year. I think now more is going to be on his plate. Um, they have tight ends. They have Eric Gilbert, Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers, obviously, but that's tight ends, man. These when these offenses put up thirty points on you because I think they will. This is this won't be the same defense. You're going to have to put up thirty points to win too, and I I, I just don't foresee that happening. So I'm I'm going to say Georgia, but next year. I might be saying something different. Look out for them Gators, though. Look out for them Gators in the swamp. You're right, and and you know they what's what's their what's their saying? Chomp, chomp. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, you know, in in reality, you know, a Gator is going to eat a bulldog. We know that, right? Like a Gator, you know, a Gator would demolish a bulldog. And for this season, I'm picking the Gators to beat the Bulldogs. I feel like the oh, Gators. Wow. 
Yeah, no, no, I'm going there, Keith, because I'm all in on the Anthony Richardson train, right? I'm, I'm all okay. in on the new coaching staff. You, we, we recall this past draft season, we were, you know, we're in Vegas, we're getting ready for the draft, and everybody's wondering why didn't Damian Pierce have enough care? It was the coaching staff. That's why he had enough carries. You know what I'm saying? The coaching staff was not really competent and really working the way that they should have. Now they have a better coaching staff, you know, in house. There's no. And, and, and I've, I know about the, the behind-the-scenes stuff of what happened with the quarterback situation with Emory Jones, and now he's transferred, opening the door for, for, for my guy, A.R., Anthony Richardson, to take that next step to be the full-time starter. He's got weapons in the receiving game. He's got an offensive line that can protect him. He's a weapon himself, and I think he himself is going to pose a really big threat offensively to, to Georgia's kind of retooled defense, um, per se, and not only that, I think that his weapons are going to give them a problem too. And I think if the defense can't hold him down, Stetson Bennett isn't going to be able to lift him up. So for me, I think <laughs> I'm picking Florida to come out of the East. They were my dark horse all off season. You know, no Dang. disrespect, to, no disrespect to Will Levis, them man. But I think Florida's a better team, and I'm picking. I call him Weapon X, baby. Anthony Richardson is Weapon <laughs> X, and I think he's going to have a Cam Newton s uh, season where he may be in that Heisman talk. And how does he catapult himself there? Knock off Georgia, knock off them Bulldogs, chomp chomp all up the sideline, and let them know that you're here. So I'm picking Florida to be in the SEC championship game out of the East. Damian Parsons right there, um, ladies and gentlemen, with the, the bold take right there. Um, but listen, when you put the work in and you watch the film and you evaluate the players, it allows you to make those type of takes, my brother. So Amen. look, take that, go with it, roll with it. Um, we disagree, right? We disagree, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling where you're coming from with that. So um, let's do this. We, we put in our uh, SEC East predictions Let's go to the West, man. The West, uh -huh. now the West is messy, right? The, yeah. the West is really messy. You have Alabama, you have Nick Saban, right? You have him and Jimbo Fisher. They going back and forth over NIL stuff. Um, you know, you have Lane Kiffin who loves to insert himself into conversations. Then you have you have LSU, right, where Brian Kelly, he he wants to hit the gritty, right? Like he's, he's trying to show people <laughs> that he's uh, – I hope he, not. He, he's down for the call. So, man, the, the SEC West is, is is very interesting. Um, You know, when, when you look at the, the I'll say characters, right? Let's go with characters. When you look at the many characters. um, But for the sake of this list, on this list, we have Alabama at number one, Texas A&M coming at number two, Arkansas coming in at number three, Ole Miss at number four. LSU at number five, Mississippi State at number six, and Auburn at number seven. DP, I read them off. You let me know uh, what were some of the things that immediately stuck out to you. Well, if anybody has listened to the episode last week when we went through the ESPN's uh, Football Power Index Top 25, and your ugly of the list was LSU being in the top 10, right? And they have LSU, and we talked about that. They had LSU above Auburn. Uh, I think above Texas A&M or Ole Miss and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they had them above and, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. I think they were the number really two sure. or three team. Yeah. yeah, it was really odd how they had that structured. And this is odd to me, too, because – like you, we talked about the, the deficiencies at LSU. It's a lot of uncertainty. You don't know what's, what you're going to have at quarterback. It, it's, it's a lot of transfers coming in in the secondary, just trying to rebuild and retool this team and this program, Keith. And those are the reasons why I would have actually had them at seven. 
I would have had them at the bottom. Wow. So you would have them even lower. So yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. How a guy Ray G says, he says, put it on wax, right? So wax. what you're telling me is, is that LSU will finish last in the SEC West this year. That's how I look at this right now, Keith. Yes, I, I, that's how I look at it right now. Until you know, they gotta show me. They're gonna have to show me some things, right? I, you know, I love our, our boy Keishon Boutte, but there's some some uncertainty. There's a lot of things that's that's going on with the program, and like I said, new faces in this new place for them. And it's like, listen, you got seven banks coming. Oh, you got some guys coming from the Big Twelve, from the Big Ten. And it's like, hey, man. You're about to see some SEC talent at receivers, and it's yeah. going to be a little bit of a different situation. And Jaden Daniels coming over from um from uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. But listen, man, you, you know you you small, bro. Like it's it's a small frame <laughs> that you got. I'm not going to be honest. With you you a long, you got some long arms, but you a skinny guy. And the SEC, they, this is a tough physical conference, man. So and he likes to run too. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, Keith. But for me, I look at Auburn, man, and I know Brian. And one thing for me, Brian Harson, the coach. You know, a lot of talk about him being on the hot seat. And if there's yeah, anybody that yeah. needs to not finish last, it's Brian Harson. <laughs> he may not finish the season um, if, if this goes the way that they have predicted because that means that Auburn is losing early and often. Early and often, and their their winning record is not good, and and they have a pretty talented team, man. A lot of a lot of defensive prospects that the NFL is high on right now. They got a really talented running back over in the backfield with Tank Bigsby. What they got to stop doing is rotating their offensive linemen throughout the games because <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Like it's really frustrating that you keep doing that, and that could cause you to lose games. But um, I want to give I do want to give a shout out to Mississippi State. You know that uh, you know Mike Leach and his air raid offense. He's got a quarterback that's going to. Play that, you know, I, I listened to the part with you and Ray G and you talked about Chris Paul with Bryce Young and Will Rogers is more of that kind of Steve Nash's, right? Like he, he okay. he's a point guard. You know, he, he he's not going to give you a ton in terms of the run game, but he knows how to distribute the ball and distribute it accurately, Keith. And uh, he's going to, he, he's had full control of his offense and he's going to run it well. Defensively, they run at three, three, five stacks. So we'll see how that kind of, that doesn't typically work well in the SEC <laughs> when, you, when you keep running the football. But, um, I would say the, the the last thing for me is Arkansas at three. And I know this might catch some people by surprise, but Arkansas is a talented team, Keith. And, and they got a quarterback that's really underrated in KJ Jefferson, right? Yeah. Yep. Big, thick, thick build, strong frame, and a big arm. And he's really mobile, Keith. Like he can sling that thing. And it's like, I wish that they didn't use Traylon Burks as such the gadget piece so we could have seen the full display of KJ Jefferson's arm consistently game to game. Um, you know, all the manufactured you know, stat padding throws with the bubble screens and all that gadgety stuff. I wish they did a little bit more of the traditional stuff with, with their offense, but I'm not mad at them being where they are on this list, to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm not mad at all, Keith. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, Arkansas. They, they're going to be a tough out. Um, Texas played them last year. I think Texas went to Arkansas, and they thought that they were going to, you know, they thought they were going to beat Texas, right, just because we're Texas and you're Arkansas. And, uh, and, and Arkansas punched them in the mouth. The entire game, uh, they they kept hitting them, um, and, and and Texas tapped out of that game. Uh, looking at the list for me, I have to say Ole Miss. Um, I, I would move Ole Miss up from the number four spot. Like I told you, man, I I, I bet on the Lane train, man. Like listen, Lane Kiffin, he has his off the field issues, right? He he he's a he's a personality, he's a character, but. The man dials it up on the offensive side of the ball. When when can't you count on Lane Kiffin to put up forty points, right? Clipboard so, toss. I'm, 
Yeah, the, the, the listen, clipboard it, toss. What, what <laughs> head coach slash offensive coordinator tosses the playbook up in the air before the quarterback even, before the quarterback <laughs> even throws the ball. He knows his money, right? And listen, if you that confident, I'm buying in on you, man. They listen, they got mm-hmm. two transfer running backs in in there. So like I said, man, I think this offense is going to be explosive, but it's going to be even more balanced, which is going to keep defenses off guard. Um, I'm expecting one of those quarterbacks, they'll play well. Listen, Matt Carell went in the, the fourth, fifth round last year. So that kind of lets you know it, it's the scheme, right? It's, it's a scheme type situation. So, man, I'm I'm betting on uh, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. I think they move up. I think they move above Arkansas. They move from number four to number three. Um and then you, you got Texas A&M at number two, right? And and this is what we need to get into the conversation because this is the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. This is the the conversation piece. This is um, you you know this this is the mess how I called it early, and and the question is, can A and M run the gauntlet of the SEC while also knocking off Alabama, right? Because that's what it's going to take. Alabama, there. I don't. They may be the most talented team from top to bottom as far as roster wise. So they, they're not going to lose to lesser opponents. Um, so A and M is going to have to run that similar that same gauntlet, and then they're going to have to beat Alabama. I believe at Alabama, and I don't know if they're going to do it. Listen, they they caught Alabama off guard last year. Um, you know they beat them at home. It was a thriller. What the kicker? I'd never seen a ball curve like that. Like I, that wasn't a twelve six chain curveball. I don't know what that was. That I never seen a ball go like that. A football. I never seen a football kicked go directly left and then cut immediately right. I've never seen that um a day in my life. But they won, right? They won a game. But I think. I think Alabama comes in there pissed off. Um, they is is their home stadium. Listen, they lost the national championship last year, so I think that they will win the SEC West um, and and reign supreme. But as far as that, like I said, I'll move Ole Miss up. But as far as the rest of the list, I I feel I feel good about it. I, I'm listen. I think five through seven can go either way. LSU, Mississippi State, yeah, they'll probably be battling for the bottom of the division. Um, Auburn, you mentioned Auburn, right? They'll be an interesting piece because Auburn always plays tough-nosed, gritty football, and I think it's just a matter of they can get that thing solved offensively, and they and they can be a um, you know, a true threat. So that's that's the SEC East. That's the SEC West. Now we got to turn our our our, our attention to um, the conference championship, right? Like you you set the table and said that you believe Florida is coming out of the SEC East, um, uh-huh. SEC West. You believe is going to be Alabama, right? So Correct. walk me through that narrative, um, you know, that conversation of who's going to be the SEC championship in your eyes. Man, you know, Bama has you know Nick Saban has. Historically, I got to stop you first. I got to put another thought in your head. Listen, you you compare Anthony Richardson to um, Uh Cam Cam Newton, and look, Cam Cam beat Bama, so I I I need to know where you're at with this. So let I'm I'm gonna let you go ahead. I just had to throw that out there. I had to throw that out. Let's let's talk, man. Six foot four, six foot five, two forty, four five in the forty. Anthony Richardson has the elite arm. He has all of that stuff, right? And we know that that Nick Saban's defenses have historically struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Cam, Johnny Manziel, like all these, the, the, all the mobile quarterbacks that have come through. Now, dual threat guys, right? Not the Tim Tebow's like that, where it's like, the only thing I'm going to do is run. But guys that can actually run and throw have always given Nick Saban issues. I don't think that stops 
here. I think Anthony Richardson gives Uh-oh. him issues too. Now, Uh-oh. with that being said, oh no, I, wait, I'm trying to see where you're going with this. <laughs> with that being said, there's a there's one man that can ruin all of this for Anthony Richardson. And his name is not Nick Saban. It's Will Anderson. (laughs) And and that's the the problem. Like, trying to block Will Anderson and the way that Bama uses him in the twists and stunts and games and his relentless motor, his hand power, his explosiveness, all these things are difficult. And you got Eli Ricks in the the secondary. You got DeMarco Hellams. You have uh, Jordan Battle. You got Henry Toto at linebacker. Dallas Turner's on the opposite end of Henry, uh, of of, um, Will Anderson. I got to go Bama because I think the defense will eventually be able to cause enough havoc in the backfield to where Anthony Richardson will have to make more plays with his legs. And he's going to have to make, uh, he's going to have to make enough plays with his arm. I don't know if he's going to have enough time to do so with the front four that they have and those two edge rushers. Bryce Young, you call him CP CP3. You know, he's got the he's got the Heisman. Now he's got to get he's got you know, no he does, well he has a national championship that he didn't win himself, but he was a part of the team. He's got to do what CP3 hasn't been able to do. That's that's close it out. That's close it out in, 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 the, in the big game. And, and, and the toughness, the accuracy, the ball placement, the intelligence, he has all those things. All those intangibles, Keith, the things that you're not going to find when you measure him, right? You're not going to find those things on when you look at the at the spreadsheet, you look at his height and his weight and, and, and all that. You're not going to find those things that makes him such a, such a great quarterback. So I'm going to give it to Bama. I think Bama finds that way with that defense and that pass rush to get to AR and cause havoc. I hate it because I really wanted to go Florida in this situation. <laughs> but a lot of you not, man. Will Edges is the scariest dude in college football. So I can't, I can't vote against him, dog. So I got to go with Bama. I think it will be close, but I'm going to go Bama. Hey, man, I'll, I'll say this. I appreciate I appreciate the way you set that up. Um, you know, you you had me on the edge of my chair, right? Um, I, I, I thought there was a chance you might go with Florida, um, and I, I was going to tell Chris make, make sure he clipped that. I was going to tell Rob that is the quote of the college football season. Stamp it, book it, my guy DP. He went with Florida to win the the, the SEC, but now you went with Bama. Um, I think that was a smart decision. I I would say this about Alabama. Um, coming off of last year's loss to Kirby Smart, um, paying attention to how Nick Saban and the rest of his team has been moving throughout the media. Um, everything is is calculated. Everything is strategic. Um, everything is with intent. Everything is purposeful. So I believe that Alabama is going to win the, the SEC championship, and that's just going to be a stepping stone on their way to a national championship in their eyes. Um, so I, I expect them to win. Um, I, I don't think – I think Georgia took a step back. I had Georgia coming out of the SEC East. Um, I think Georgia took a step back. So, you honestly, you know what it's going to look like? It's going to look like last year's SEC championship. Georgia will be able to play in the first and, and second quarter, but third, fourth quarter, Alabama's going to put up bombs. Um, and and they, they're, they're going to put up some points. So I have Alabama winning the SEC championship – um, I think I think they'll take it. I think they'll own it. They'll and they they're on their way back to the national championship. So, um, man, I, I 
that was a damn good conversation, right? Uh, you the, the the Florida insert in Florida. I, I think we've we've stamped it. Florida is going to be a real contender this year. I'm all in on the Billy Napier hype train. Um, it'll be interesting to see if 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 Georgia and Kirby Smart decide to stay with Stetson Bennett, or do they turn to one of those young guys who just has more arm talent because that can kind of change the conversation a little bit about Georgia. Um, Texas A&M, I still think Texas A&M, they're just a piece or two away. I fully believe. Quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, they're a quarterback away and then getting some veteran receivers in there that have been in big-time moments. Then I think they'll be able to compete for for SEC West um, titles and SEC championships, man. So, uh, man, that was a damn good conversation. I enjoyed it. Um, DP, holla at them, baby. Listen, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys know right now you, you, to finish that, that A&M thought. Keep your eye on that ex-receiver, Evan Stewart. He is a true freshman, five-star stud. You know, you know, we don't just we don't just watch, you know, college prospects here at the Talent Factor and TDN. We keep we keep eye on, on, on the on the high school recruits yeah. as well, man. So keep your eye on that young man because he, he's definitely really, really talented and, and someone that uh, that that they will probably lean on in the passing game but as always guys we love to have fun here at the talent factor make sure you follow us uh and subscribe share like leave a five-star review on apple podcast especially on spotify uh and your other major uh podcasting networks Again, football season is here. We've got preseason football tonight. And for the next couple weeks heading into the season, college football will be here in a couple weeks. So holler at Ben Online. Go make yourself some money. And as always, this is the Talent Factor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, Keith Sanchez. And Keith, what's the slogan, baby? Hey, remember, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.